0: What's up everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark and Bobby Jean.
1: So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Wake Before the Day.
0: And happy, Friday. happy Friday.
1: Happy Friday. Happy Friday's right. We are in Mark chapter 16, the last book of Mark. Today, this Friday, and we're just going to talk a little bit about what stuck out to us, and then Clark's going to address kind of if you read it, then you would see this thing about uh, manuscripts and the rest of chapter Mar- or chapter sixteen of Mark. So he's going to talk a little bit about that. But mm-hmm. first, we'll talk about what stuck yeah. out.
0: Yeah, and well, Bob, you want to summarize just the first couple of verses? Like, what? How does the chapter kick off? Sabbath is over. People are going to see Jesus. Like what? what's happening here
1: yeah this is the first easter i guess is that's where you want to put it and exactly what clark just said is happening um two marys go to bring spices and kind of to mourn to anoint jesus's body and then this is verse two very early on the next day of the week just after sunrise which is so funny to me sunrise they were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other who will roll the stone away from the entrance? Thinking, oh, that's probably a really, you know, big stone. Like, well, how are we going to actually oh, yeah. do
0: this? It's thousands of pounds. It's huge.
1: And so little do they know, when they get there, um, there's an angel and the stone is rolled away. And so we have this very first instance, evidence, um, experience of the risen Lord of yeah. Jesus.
0: And so I, I, what's interesting and what stuck out to us is the words of the angel. And I like how they said that he looked like a young man. Uh, When you look at verse 6, 7, and 8, he says, Don't be alarmed. You're looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who was crucified. But he's risen. He's not here. See the place where they laid him? But go, tell his disciples and Peter. He's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So Mm -hmm. trembling and bewildered, the women went out, fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Mm -hmm. So I guess what what kind of stuck out to us is that verse where he says, go tell the disciples, dot, 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 Mm -hmm. and Peter. Like, what's up with Pete? Why is he getting special recognition Mm -hmm. in this this statement from the angel? I mean, having an angel say your name and talk about you is a big deal. So clearly this messenger had an important message to give. And so Mm -hmm. I guess what comes to your mind, Bob, when you think about Peter?
1: So we know. Uh, we, we talked about this a little bit on Wednesday's podcast too, but we know just who Peter was in the group of disciples. He was kind of the leader, mm-hmm. a spokesperson. If you watch The Chosen, yes. they I feel like they depict the story of Peter in a really um, yes. lovable and just distinct way. And yeah. so he's kind, of, kind his, of
0: shooting his thoughts, sharing yeah, his ideas, opening his mouth.
1: Kind of a go-getter, yeah. pretty ambitious. So. Anyway, and so that's kind of who Peter has been. And now... Um, You see that there's this specific distinction for Peter that that I mean, Jesus sent a messenger to say Mm -hmm. um, that there's this hope for restoration for Peter. Um, And so that's kind of what we talked about a little bit on Wednesday, too. So that was in chapter 14. Uh, where we talked about verses 31, where Peter, you know, is saying, I'm never um, going to deny you. you. Yeah, Yeah, I'll die. And then we get to verse 72, which is the end of the chapter where he's weeping because he's realized I did the exact thing that I promised I wouldn't do. Yeah, And so now, though, we're in chapter 16 and we're hearing how um, Jesus has risen exactly like he said he would to the disciples and he has a message for them he wants to see them and he specifically wants to see Peter
0: yeah and so i want i want to put ourselves in peter's shoes can you imagine yeah. those 3 days the, the person that you love the most mm-hmm. you promised you would never leave that you'd protect mm-hmm. that you would die with you denied and you and you left and then and then he gets killed jesus does yeah. and that's like the last you see of him and so, as confusing as it is for us as to like disciples, how did you not know that Jesus was going to die and resurrect? He told you. We'll get to that in a minute. But Peter had just been devastated. Like, the last time I spoke to Jesus, I betrayed him or I denied him, I lied, and I left him hanging. Like, think about the shame and the burden you'd carry with you the rest of your life. Yeah. So for three days thinking about this relationship could not have ended any worse, mm-hmm. and I just totally missed it. Mm-hmm. I just totally missed it, and um, and so I guess for me what what comes back to me as I read this chapter sixteen is that well maybe there's hope, there's hope for Peter, right? You know we know he's going to get reinstated, but mm-hmm. God has sent the messenger to let Peter know of all people like don't do anything stupid here, man, and stick around because there's hope. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about our life and the things that we say and we think and we do, it can be pretty shame-filled, guilt-ridden, mm-hmm. can be a heavy burden, and thinking, how could God love me? Mm-hmm. And so I mentioned this in the sermon this coming Sunday, that if we read the Bible, if we read the Bible and we look at the Gospels and what Jesus is calling us to, and we think, there's just no way right. I, can, I can live this life. I just can't do it. and I can't do it. I don't have the ability to. Then you actually don't get Christianity. Mm -hmm. And on the flip side, if you're wrestling with your past going, there's no way God can love me because of what I've thought and said and done, you actually don't get Christianity Mm -hmm. because it's all about grace. And we we didn't earn it. You also can't unearn it. And that begins with Mm -hmm. Peter and also comes to us. So God forgives us. He meets us where we're at. And then he's eventually going to reinstate Peter. And so that gives us hope that no matter where you're at and what you're battling in terms of maybe your past – There's no sin that Christ can't forgive. The scriptures talk about the only unforgivable sin is really denying the Holy Spirit, which is denying Jesus' death and resurrection. That's the only thing that cannot be forgiven. Everything else can be forgiven. And so I pray that that's a great uh, sigh of a gift of of relief and freedom for you Mm -hmm. and uh, encourages us to be quick to confess and repent so that we can be reinstated with God because that can happen at any time, any Mm -hmm. place, anywhere. So, yeah, yeah. I think too that in it, what encourages
1: me was that he literally says the disciples and Peter. And so I know like he could have just said the disciples and the same thing would be true. And so I just I think about the cross. And how when Jesus went to the cross, Jesus was thinking about Peter. And he was thinking about you and me. And so like Clark said, sometimes there's this state of mind that we can go to that's that's literally hellish where we're beating ourselves up or it's shameful or whatever it might be. <clears throat> and when this verse popped up today um, like Clark said, just tons of hope uh, for what the cross means uh, in my life and for the things that I've done and also for the future that I have um, through the resurrection. And so this was the first Easter. Mm-hmm. Um, the women get to participate in seeing it, and then the angel tells them this specific message um, for the disciples and for Peter yeah. that he's going to go ahead of them into Galilee. And yeah. so that's, that's just super fun.
0: Yeah, and so you, you hold that, you know, the word was for the church and Clark. The word was for the church and Bobby. The Mm -hmm. word is for the church and Christina or Allison or Jose. like God's including you. He's got you in his heart and his mind. Mm -hmm. So just to wrap things up today, if you're reading Mark 16, you'll notice after verse 8, there's a little italics. Uh, It says the earliest manuscripts and some other ancient witnesses do not have Mark 16 verses 9 through 20. And so if you're confused as to like, why is that in here? Then why is this in my Bible? Uh, we'd encourage you to go back and listen to podcast episode 47, which is I mean a long time ago actually a couple months ago. But Bobby and I talk about this this question is why does the Bible have different translations mm-hmm. and then why are these little asterisks in here? And so just to break down this specific um, section of mark 16, What's interesting, when you look at this historically, the 4th century fathers, as they were trying to translate the actual Bible manuscripts and the earliest things they had, uh, there was two in the 4th century named Eusebius and Jerome, the most famous ones. They said that they did not have verses 9 through 20 in the manuscripts as they translated them. Mm -hmm. So they didn't include them. That's why some of the Bibles end in Mark uh, 16, verse 8. However, there were... Uh, church fathers in the second century, so closer to the time of Jesus, named Justin Martyr, Tatian, and Irenaeus um, that did have access to verses 9 through 20. And they had access to this longer ending. So we're we're not really sure what to make of it. And this is not anything to be worried about because you can have peace. And here's why. In the verses 9 through 20, there's no new information added. It doesn't add anything doctrinally or theologically. It's like, by the way, Jesus had a girlfriend, or by the, yeah, saved by grace through faith, but you also have to do X, Y, and Z. Mm, like, there's yeah. nothing like that in that passage that should cause alarm. Also, there are no contradictions to the rest of the Bible, and so yeah, we're puzzled. How? Why is it in there? Should it be in there? Hmm, I'm not sure. Uh, there, there's there's no harm in it. At least there's nothing that's contradicting the gospel. Anything else that the Bible teaches. And so with it, you kind of hold that loosely and just trust that the Holy Spirit's been working. The Bible's united from Genesis to Revelation, and it's been working. So if you have time, check out that podcast, episode 47. And uh, go today knowing that just as Peter was reinstated and forgiven, you can too. So whatever you're carrying that's not of the Lord, today just take take, take some time and give it to Him. How would you take this? I'm not built to carry it. So that's all we got. Thanks for listening, you guys.
1: The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His countenance toward you and give you His peace. Have a great day.